All right. Now that we finally got our mics working, let's kick off this podcast. God, we really, we went through a lot. We went the whole nine yards there, Brian. The whole nine yards. Where did that even come from? The whole nine yards. I don't know. Cause in football it's first and 10. It's not exactly first and nine. Maybe the runner was just a little bit short. You know, I guess like back in the day before cars and everything were invented, people probably thought that nine yards was a really, really far distance. And we're like, man, if we're going to, if we're going to get to this, to our destination, we're going to have to go the whole nine yards over there. You know what, Vinny? Forget the topic we're going to talk about. Let's just make this entire podcast about sayings that don't make sense. And let's just explain where we think they probably came from. That's a great idea. Not even ones that don't make sense. Like ones that just exist in society. And we say them every day, like they're you, they're common sayings. All right, sweet. We just opened up a can of worms with this, man. Open up a can of worms. Yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start. Vinny, why don't you give me some backstory on where that came from? But just to make sure everyone is aware, opening a can of worms means like opening a whole slew of problems, right? Something like that. Correct. Correct. It means that you have not realized the problems that you're about to dive into. So I'd like to think that came from a man back in the day. Who could call him Albert. And he was uh, fishing on a dock with his wife. We'll call her Margarita. Hmm. And they're arguing, man. They're arguing. They had some troubles. And right as he was about to catch a fish, he realized there was no worms on there. So he went down there. He reached down by his boot, reached up uh, for a can, and and then opened it. As soon as he opened that can of worms, Brian, his wife stabbed him. That was it. That was the bigger problem at hand. That That was the end of it, too. She killed him on the spot. And there's the saying. So that's where that came from. Can lids, those things can cut you up too. So it makes sense. So wait, yep. did his wife stab him or did he accidentally stab himself with the lid of the can because they're really sharp? Or did the worm is, stab him? <laughs> this is before history was written down. Like this ah. is just oral history time. So like people might have skewed it since then. So I've got a, a saying that really does grind my gears. It doesn't make any sense because it's the opposite of what should be taking place. And that's going to be have your cake and eat it too. In what (laughs) situation should you have a cake and not be able to eat it? I would say 99% of the time that someone has a cake, they're going to eat it with the other 1% being if they're allergic to the cake or if the cake is just not, it's just like plastic. It's just not edible. And here's where I think that this probably came from. Most likely back (laughs) in the like 1300s or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It was some kid's birthday, and this was probably yep. a little, a little chubby, chucky little kid who uh, was uh, in the market to lose some weight, and it was probably his birthday. And his parents, you know, they they put all three candles because he's a three year old on the cake, and then this kid yeah. is just so excited, grabs a handful of the cake and starts to eat it. And I imagine that his dad just kind of like dramatically looks over, realizes what's happening screams no and then dives across the table slaps the cake out of his hand and goes what the fuck were you thinking chucky you can't eat that cake you can have it but you sure as hell can't eat it you're on a diet and the wife was probably like rodney that's probably the smartest thing you've ever said and then the saying just caught fire from there forgot to specify have your cake and eat it too meaning can't have something both ways that is exactly what it means. The story sounds accurate, I believe. If you go back to English history, yeah. I think if you go back into the Welsh UK area, probably around like maybe London, yeah. who knows? I feel like in my seventh grade history classes, when I remember reading about that, I could be wrong though. I'm not sure. Brian, I got to know this because I own two cats. Mm. And oftentimes when like, they're like now, like now I'm struggling to speak. You would say cat got your tongue. 
the, the cat, no, the cat's not near me right now. The cat does not have my tongue. Now, this is really where it spins. Is this the same cat that got out of the bag? Is this the same one? Honestly, once that cat got out of the bag, no mm. one knows what happened to that cat. So it's probably the same one that's taking your tongue. It's probably the same one that's raining along with the dogs when they say it's yep. raining cats and dogs. It's just but, a crazy that one cat can go through a whole life journey. Yeah. Get out of a bag, grab a tongue. It's probably bite a bullet. And <laughs> at some point, just, you know, go through maybe three or four lives and created all these sayings for humans to now say. Yeah. Yep. You know, I thank these cats because those are some really good sayings. Do they make sense? Yes, because we just broke them yeah. down as to why they make sense. So, yep. sure, we'll go with that. You did mention biting a bullet. Biting a yeah. bullet meaning doing something you don't want to do. It was probably one time that someone, it was probably for a magic act. And yeah. the magician was not the one actually catching the bullet in his mouth. He was the one shooting the gun and was like, hopefully this guy actually catches this bullet. And he and was like, but, he was like, but man, I don't want to. It's dangerous and I could die. And the magician was like, dude, we got 30 people coming out to watch this show. Just bite the goddamn bullet and do it. And then that probably took yeah. off from there. That's what I imagine. <laughs> I agree. I definitely <laughs> think that it was either a magic act or some sort of entertainment where he had to catch a bullet, not a catch a bullet in his mouth, bite a bullet yep. in his mouth. He had to yep. bite down on it. You got to bite down right as you think the guy's going to pull the trigger and just hope that you time it perfectly and have unfathomably strong front teeth, basically. What's faster, like a bite or a bullet? Ah, oh, man. You know, I pride myself on my ability to bite down. I I always say at the speed of a gunshot. So I right. think they're even. It's yeah. close, but no cigar. Where did that one come from? So I think, well, originally it meant it's something that you're very close to doing, but you didn't get it. You're very close to accomplishing a goal. You didn't get the goal. You, you wanted to, to win a hand in poker and you didn't win the hand. You got close, but no cigar. I'd like to think that some dude, it had to be, uh, five foot eight man. It had mm. to be. And oh, he was obviously. golfing one day. He was golfing on the seventh hole, I'd like to think. Second stroke. And he hit the ball very close to the green. And then as it was getting close to the green, it bounced and it went into a crocodile's mouth. And mm. he dropped a cigar. He just he dropped a cigar out of it right out of his mouth. Right then and there. Oh, it was the close, but did. then he lost his cigar. No, the man did. After he saw the oh. crocodile ate his ball. The cigar left his mouth and there was no more cigar. So he got close and no more cigar. I see. So that guy, so that's just what he said out loud after he shot that. He was like, close, but but no cigar. Come on. Yep. And then everyone was just yeah. like, Yeah, that's gonna stick. We're gonna say yep. that for the foreseeable future and then for some. centuries. Uh so Vinny, another one I want to talk about is the rule of thumb. So here's my theory on where this came from. <laughs> So you know, ridiculous. Thumbs are pretty important to our lives. Yes. I think one, would you agree with that? Any thumbs are important? I definitely have two. So yeah. Yeah. No, actually me too. I also have two of them. It's fucking awesome. So <laughs> I can only imagine that when our founding fathers were probably writing the constitution, John Adams thumb probably looked at him and was like, Hey, asshole, I have an opinion too. Do you want to just consult me? I would like to make some rules. And John Adams was like, shut up, thumb. You're just a thumb. You don't know anything. And this thumb was like, all right, tell you what, big shot, let me have a say in making these rules or I'm going to go on strike and you can live your life thumbless. And John Adams wow. was probably like, yeah, I mean, that's checkmate. I don't want to go through my life without thumbs. 
So, all right, thumbs, you guys make the rules. So really it was thumbs that wrote the constitution and that's where rule of thumb came from. And then it just stuck. That's so harsh of thumbs. You never think that thumbs would be so mean. Yeah. John Hancock's thumb just said, I'm going to sign this as big as I possibly can. (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable. Thumbs have an attitude, man. You'd be surprised. Like when you give, when you give someone a thumbs down, it's just like, damn, why did I deserve that? Like, yikes. Come on, think about thumb. show some sort of sympathy. I'm doing my best. That hurts too. When you get a thumbs down, like they, that's when you really feel it and your heart hurts and you say, wow, yeah. I must've done something tragically terrible. I would infinitely rather somebody just say straight to my face that I am just horrible at whatever I'm trying to do rather than give me a thumbs down. <laughs> middle finger is not as bad. Thumbs no. down. Oof. The middle finger is actually a really nice guy. When you get to know him, he just gets a bad rep. Just because people tend to abuse his power, but like the thumb, like exactly like hyenas. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on how hyenas were framed by the Lion King. Absolutely Mine's... criminal. We'll save that for another podcast. We'll spill the beans another day on what we're talking about. Spill the beans. Spill the beans. Yeah. That's a good one. I have a theory on where that came from, but you know, Vinny, you're the one who just said it, so I would like yeah. to give you first dibs on giving your theory on where that came from. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take that. They definitely like originally it was meant to say like to eventually say something that you were hiding or concealing mm-hmm. i think it came from the show the office you're familiar right oh, with, absolutely. The show with, the, with the with the character kevin yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know exactly what you're gonna say but continue <laughs> he walks into the office and he is so proud that he made this chili for his <laughs> like his family's chili recipe for everybody in the office for a holiday i believe he and he walked in and tripped over his own like feet and the chili went everywhere he spilled the beans he spilled he all the beans in his pot. You know, I think that makes sense. But Vinny, I think I have a better theory on where this okay. saying may have come from. So I would imagine that one day, just like two buddies, just, you know, chilling in an apartment, something. And one of them says, hey, I have a secret and holds up a can. And there's not worms in this can. Don't don't get me wrong. There's no worms in this can. And he says, my secret is in this can. And the other guy goes, you can't leave me in suspense. You got to tell me what it is. And the guy goes, uh-uh. And the other one's like, come on, man. You can't do that to me. And then probably slapped the can out of the first guy's hand. Oh. And it spilled. And there was beans inside of it. And he was like, ha-ha, you just spilled your beans. Now I know your secret. And then it just stuck from there. Everyone must have somehow wow. like heard this story. And people were like, I'm going to start saying spill the beans from now on whenever I want someone to tell me something. It probably was a very famous can of beans. I would imagine it was probably a Goya can of beans. Really <laughs> famous. Still see them in stores to this to this day. I've never yeah. seen them spilled in a grocery store, though, which is probably for I the know, best because, yeah. you know, grocery stores deserve to keep their secrets, too. Now, you got to think, if you spill a can of worms and you get problems and you spill a can of, uh, uh, spill the beans, right, and you mm-hmm. get a secret, what happens if you spill a can of soup? I think spill the soup means that you want someone else to slip. So you're like, I'm going to spill this soup. I'm not going to tell anyone. And then someone's going to walk in and slip over it and feel really foolish about themselves. So that's what it means. They want someone to feel foolish about themselves. That makes so much sense. I'm glad we just came up with a new saying now. Spill the soup, everyone. If you want someone to to feel foolish about themselves or you think they should feel foolish about themselves, just tell them to spill the soup. Another one that I think is a little odd is kick the bucket. If somebody dies, you could say that they kicked the bucket. So, I mean, I can only imagine that the way this started was, you know, maybe it was that same fisherman 
who was on the dock. Albert. Allegedly, yeah, Albert, that one, who allegedly got stabbed by his wife and or the worms. But I would imagine he probably had a bucket and probably had fish in that bucket. Maybe what actually happened was his wife stabbed him or the worm stabbed him. And then he got really mad and he kicked that bucket and broke his foot. And that was the last straw. He was still alive. But as soon as he broke his foot, that was it. He was done. The cause of death being a bucket at the end of the day. <laughs> I cannot believe that. So more people, buckets, the murderer. More people are killed every year by buckets than sharks. I could believe that. It's I true. That. You better believe it because it's true. Yeah. I just made Probably. it up and that means it's true. <laughs> It's definitely true. I feel like that Harvard should back up you what you're saying here. Yeah, let's see. Where's Harvard when you need them? We need the, more of their research studies. Who hippopotami knows? are pretty dangerous. More and more hippopotami kill you than buckets do. Hippos are very dangerous. Did I ever tell you? All right, getting off track a little bit. But when I was in <laughs> um, South Africa and we were staying in these like huts and going on safari tours and stuff, and they told us that any members of the Big Five can come into the camp. So you're not allowed to go outside at night. And then in the morning, one of the guide ha- one of the guides has to come get you out of the hut to make sure you don't get mauled by a rhinoceros or something. And so yeah. uh, we walked out of our hut, and there was a patch of grass next to us that was just completely flat. And my dad goes, "Ah, oh, what happened here to this? What happened to this grass?" And the guide just nonchalantly goes, "Ah, oh, looks like a hippo slept here last night." And then starts talking about something else, and we're all just like, "Oh, okay." Damn. Well, it's a good thing I didn't decide to disobey the rules and venture outside. Otherwise, I would be in the stomach of a hippo right now. Yeah. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth, Brian. You don't want to look the gift horse right in the mouth. You look a gift horse in the mouth, you'll probably not get a gift. I don't understand that. What does that even mean? Look a gift horse (laughs) in the mouth? mouth? I don't think I've heard that. It's a very good question. It, It means that you don't want to, if someone's being nice and courteous to you and they're giving you like gifts and they're being, just a good person mm-hmm. that means to not stare them in the face and expect more it means not to expect that of them that's not something they're doing purposefully it's like you know they're doing that out of the kindness of their heart it's not something that you should get used to so i see i think that back in the day some kind of horse was so magical and powerful there must have been some mystical horse out there mm-hmm. that a unicorn maybe stare, i don't think it had a horn because oh. Oops. I think I think it's a horse in the mouth, like the saying came from that unicorn. Like That's I don't want right. to discredit the species. That's a fucking so, dumb comment by me. My bad. Continue. I'd like to think that they were in an oasis somewhere, and some people walked up to a horse and stared at it in the mouth and got a, a million dollars all of a sudden, just a million dollars. Really? So I guess you're supposed to look the gift horse in the mouth. In the mouth. God, that was bad English. <laughs> so do you just mean that the saying don't look a gift horse in the mouth is just so that gotta change, no, one, no one goes doing that because they don't want everyone to just become millionaires my theory was that there was probably a horse that was maybe santa used to be a horse and was just giving tons of gifts on christmas every year and then the stress of the job just got to be too much too many people looking that horse in the mouth and he just absolutely lost his mind went on a rampage um started kicking buckets le- or causing other people to kick buckets left and right he was he was spilling soup all over the place <laughs> and then people were like all right guys come on stop looking the gift horse in the mouth he's been through enough just leave him alone take your present say thank you give him a cookie or a carrot <laughs> or something and that's it i just thought of a way better version of my explanation i'm just thinking that this <laughs> horse could have had really stinky breath 
He'd have been really yeah. self-conscious of him of his own breath. And just guys, don't look me in the mouth. Don't look. I'll give you a guess. Don't look at me down here, though. It makes sense because honestly, I can't remember the last time I've seen a horse brush its teeth, which is disgusting. Right. But they're horses, so it's okay. They get away with it. We love them anyway. We didn't. We grazed over it, but raining cats and dogs, man. Like, oh yeah, that makes the least sense to me out of the saying <laughs> that I feel like is the most common. All right, dogs refer to a heavy storm with wind, and cats is just heavy rain. So mm. if it's raining cats and dogs, it's both a, a heavy storm with wind and rain. And I'd like to think that at some point in time, someone bred a little bit too many dogs and cats. They had way too many with them, but they had to be somewhere high in the sky. So they just started tossing them over the edge. And yeah. there was millions of cats in the sky, millions of dogs started pouring cats and dogs that that is actually very similar to what my theory was going to be and that's just that god just got carried away made way too many cats and dogs and then heaven was just like don't get me wrong cats and dogs should be in heaven but it was just way overpopulated so god yeah. was like all right just go down to earth live with these shithole human beings sorry guys you're just gonna have to deal with it and just push them down to earth and it legitimately one day rained cats and dogs and so people said, oh, my goodness, look at that. It's raining cats and dogs. And then nowadays, we just think of that as meaning that it's raining really hard. But no, that just literally was true. There was a day that it rained cats and dogs. And we might see it again. Maybe. A lot of things we've seen in our lifetime that we weren't supposed to. Like, I would say that green comet. There was a green comet in the sky that we weren't supposed to see for 50,000 years. Mm. I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting to live that long. But eh. at the end of the <laughs> I was I was I was expecting to live forty nine thousand about give or take. Yeah, uh, dog years are human. Uh well, if it's dog years, that would be forty thousand times seven. That would be two hundred eighty thousand years. I have now oh, not yeah. that long, so human years. Okay, definitely. Look at that. Yeah, we were supposed to. <laughs> I am so good at mental math. I love doing mental math. I haven't done mental math since like ninth grade. So now when I can actually successfully do it, it's honestly just the best feeling. Uh, as an accountant, I can't agree, but like, <laughs> I, you know, like as, as, as a person who doesn't do mental math on a daily basis, actually I do it in my sleep. I, I'm oh, forced yeah. to, it's, 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 a, it's not by purpose. It just comes out. It's forced through the training that I'm given. I love my job, but <laughs> shout out shout to Frau Teichman. <laughs> I wonder oh, if she's man. listening to this. Imagine if she's listening to this. Frau, if you're listening to this, Verzukin, that is all. What does that mean? We'll never know. We never figured we'll never that know. out. You know what? Let's give the story of that. So in our German class, <laughs> um, for our teacher, Frau Teichmann, Amazing. when she wanted us to remember the meaning of something, she would say it like 19,000 times over. So she said yeah. to us, Verzukin means to try. Verzukin means to try. Verzukin means to try. And then, of course, you and me took that and ran with it and complained about the fact that we never actually learned what Verzukin means. And so we would just throw it into random sentences and hope it makes sense and and hypothesize on what it actually means. We ran with that like an Olympic relay, man. We ran with that around the track <laughs> continuously. That ran from when she said it, she did not live it down till we left, till I left the class. But yeah. Till we left the high school. You know what? Let's just talk about some German stories real quick. Throwback to the day that I hid from Frau for pretty much the entire class. I hid behind a desk. She marked me absent. She thought I was not there and marked me but absent. And I was like, that's fine. I'll take it. This is hilarious. And I hid 
I was hiding behind a desk in the back of the classroom. And then she did not know I was there until she asked a question that no one answered. And then I answered it from behind the desk. And she was very alarmed, amused, but startled. Funny uh, extra content for that one. I was under the desk with him for a while and I was actually caught first. <laughs> you I was got caught, caught. Way before him. That's why right. I was under there for the next half of the class and <laughs> thinking to myself, how did I get caught? How did that's right? You got caught and I didn't. I guess I was, just, I was just way sneakier. I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but right next to you, we were both <laughs> under the same desk. I don't get it. I don't never. Yeah, that was amazing. That. that was absolutely amazing. They're back to when you also broke your elbow in the middle of class. Yeah. Yeah. And we're taking a test and it's a test that I was not ready for. And I'll admit, and I, I, you know what, Brian, this is my coming out to the world in saying what actually happened in terms of the, this story. This oh, has been told oh, I... countless many times, and I didn't study for this test. I did not. <laughs> I was cheating. I was definitely cheating. Frau was on to me. She was walking <laughs> by the desk, thinking to myself, what do I do? I'm panicking. This is the side of the story people haven't heard. This is the truth. This is me thinking about the situation. And I'm thinking I could shoot my arm out and crack it. And I extended my arm, I would say with full force, and the loudest crack I've ever had to this day happened in my left elbow. The look on Frau's face, let me also pause and say, she was peeking over my shoulder, ready to see what was between my legs, yep. which was my phone with the answers in Google Translate. So in the moment of the shattering arm, she looked at me with such concern, man. She was worried for my life. She goes, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm okay. And then continued walking. It's the best thing I've ever gotten away with. I was honestly worried for your life too, because it sounded like a gun went off when you <laughs> cracked that thing. Even I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That was that was amazing. Was that the same test that I won't say the person's name, but mm -hmm. somebody, you know, before I spoil the ending, what happened was throughout when we would take our test, she would be reading the scores. And if we wanted her to read it out loud, she would. Otherwise, we would go up and see our score. And so right. this person who I'll leave their name out of it said, yes, read it out loud. And Frau said, are you sure? And this person said, yes, read it out loud. And Frau goes, six. <laughs> and we all just start trying not to laugh too hysterically. That's my first time in my life I've heard someone get a six digit on the score. <laughs> that wasn't a zero. Like that wasn't they failed outright. No, that was a if six. If I remember correctly, too, I think putting your German name on the test was worth 10 points. And I don't think this person even did that. I don't. I think no. they put their English name or maybe spelled their German name <laughs> wrong. That was his six points. He got partial credit for his name. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. So that's another story is two people were working together on a German project. And yes, I guess they didn't make a whole lot of progress. And Frau was like, <laughs> what happened? How did you not make a lot of progress? And one of the people goes, it's hard to work when she knows little to no German. And we're all just like, oh, my goodness. And then this same person wow. who got a six on that test was, I guess, asleep and then goes, whoa, wait, what? I just woke up to somebody getting roasted. <laughs> Throwback also. And this might have been after you dropped the class, which I'll act like I'm not still angry about. Uh, but we had to write <laughs> we, one of the tasks we had was to write a letter in German, obviously, to our son, who is too old and needs to move out. So naturally, <laughs> I wrote a letter 
to my six-year-old son, who I decided was way too old, needed to stop mooching off of me and go find a goddamn apartment. I like to think that this is, I like to think that this is uh, Chunky Chucky. It's the same kid who, (laughs) I guess I'm the dad that wouldn't let him eat his cake. He could have it, but not eat it too. You know, Vinny, the last one I'll talk about is going to be this one, clean as a whistle. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? If I had to think of one adjective that I wouldn't use to describe a whistle, it would be clean. So (laughs) I can't really wrap my head around that one. I would imagine that probably somebody was a former referee and has and keeps their whistle that they would use in prime condition. I would imagine that this person was not happy with the job that the cleaning person was doing and took their whistle and said, this, this is how clean this house should be. And then this person, the cleaning person says, clean is that whistle. And he was like, clean is a whistle. And then boom, that's it. That's where it started. And this has um, been fun. I really don't think there's a single thing we said today that isn't backed by science. Yep. Even though we did have a podcast disproving science. So now yeah. I just confuse myself as to whether we're actually right or not. But I'm just going to not go down <laughs> that rabbit hole again and go ahead and say that we are right. Going down rabbit holes, man. Do rabbits even live in holes? Is that another saying that doesn't make any sense? I guess one day a rabbit must have dug a hole that was like the deep, probably to the earth's core, I would assume, (laughs) the deepest hole known to mankind. And people are like, oh, don't go down that. Don't go down it. Don't do it. But yeah, um, I'm glad we were able to shed a lot of light, um, answer a lot of questions today. Once again, we're just educating the people. Hope everyone picks something up.